episode of the Bible Beater Podcast. This is the Lord of Hosts, Caleb Campbell, joined as always by the interrupter, Kyle Vesner. How's it going, anyways, Kyle? You fucking sped through that one. We're going fired fast. up. We're going it's all that fast today. again, dude. I did have eight <laughs> shots just, of espresso this afternoon. I didn't realize how wired you are till the intro. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm training how to. I'm like a sommelier for espresso. I can taste coffee like a like an airport drug sniffing. You're sommelier for espresso. Yeah. Not espresso. Yeah, yeah, espresso. You're right. That's, I call it espresso. <laughs> I'm always on that. the go. You know those words that in in the within. I correct people all the time. Do you? Yeah. It's so annoying. Yeah. It's a word that everyone says wrong because no one, whatever. That's not how you say it in this culture. Everyone says espresso. Yeah. Actually, it's espresso. Whatever people say, if they say patronizing or patronizing, I I correct them to the opposite, <laughs> just to be patronizing or that's, patronizing. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Are both of those technically correct? I don't yeah, they know. are. So if you say, pa- I'll be like, it's actually patronizing. And they'll be like, patronizing oh. sounds wrong. I don't it sounds know. like patron. It may, maybe, maybe it is wrong, and I've been doing it wrong my whole life. Because people kept correcting me. That's why the fuck I started <laughs> doing that. Because people would be like, and I'd be like, what the fuck is it? It's one-. So I just do it to everybody else now. I have a dumbass Winnipeg accent. I say patronizing. I say so many things wrong. Yeah. The wrong, the wrong emphasis. Put I the got hard, I got hard, syllable. Yeah, hard, weird syllables. Apparently, apparently, garage is weird the way I say it. How, you just, just said like it, that. That's garage normal to me. Oh, well. So, Kyle, how long have you been drinking coffee for? Because you got this stupid fucking Instagram page. Go check it out. Killing <laughs> drinking coffee on Instagram that I hate, even though I'm subscribed to it. It's, and every time I see one, I'm just mad. <laughs> I like it every time I like it because it does look whatever. It does, they do look good. It is. It's meant to piss me off. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think a lot of people genuinely love it. I, I think they been, like it. I haven't been drinking coffee very long. I never liked it growing up. My dad was obsessed with it, and I, you know, he gave me a taste, and it was bitter and gross. Mm-hmm. And I just never got into it. And then you, you know, classic working night shifts. It's all you do is drink coffee all night long. And I don't know. I'm not like a super big coffee drinker, but because of that Instagram, like people think that I am. Yeah. And I have nothing to do with it other than being the subject of the photos. Like Camilla does all the whole the, thing. The captions are the funniest part to me. If you like, there's one where I'm looking over this lake with it's all misted and shroudy. Mm-hmm. And the caption is thinking of all those cups of coffee I've passed up on over my life. It's really funny. <laughs> So, is that Camilla doing well? It's all Camilla. And then people message the account as the if it's The photos are good, too. And she's got a nice camera, and she's like... Oh, she takes it now with her phone. No, no, no. She's oh, got she's a nice camera act- oh, with okay. the lens. That's why, that's why they're all like blurred background and shit. And I'm like, God damn, the iPhones have gotten good. But <laughs> no. and, and she, they have? And she takes like 40. Like, fit, like it's a photo shoot. Like no, it, I know. It yeah, takes that, like half to get good photos like that, you have to do that all the time. I, I, I thought you were doing it. No. Well, what I thought was when Camilla was here, she was doing it, and when she wasn't here, you were doing well, it. Well, I, ta- I I'll take pictures of myself on my phone and send them to her, but they don't look as good. Oh, okay. So she takes <laughs> like she took a whole bunch of pictures that she will now release over the next like few months. God damn it! <laughs> well, yeah, I never drink coffee either. I used to dip my uh, bread at my grandma's in her coffee because she did it. That is gross. It's delicious. I mean, that's the only way I could tolerate it as a kid. I dip my donuts in coffee just because everybody did, but it's not good. Coffee and food. I don't know. Coffee dessert's okay. Coffee soggy bread is not good. Coffee's bad. I drink tea. Yeah. Like a real fucking dainty. <laughs> what? Camilla's mom made an account called Ulrika Drinking Tea. That's awesome. <laughs> so subscribe to that too if you're out there. I will actually. 
it's just her drinking is tea. Is it tea bags? If it's not actual loose leaf tea, I'm gonna be furious. No, now. it's all almost all the Sweden uh tea in Sweden is loose leaf with they have these like uh, little cylinder Yeah, tea balls. Yeah, they're pretty great. Mm-hmm. It's actually it's a way better system. Most of the things they do in Sweden I think are superior to Canada. You really love it there. Yeah. I would become a Swedish citizen. I'm gonna learn Swedish. Me and Joab will speak Swedish to each other. I don't speak any right now. I feel like they don't have cultural diversity over there, and I don't know that for a fact. <laughs> but I truly don't. But you can go to, even in Canada, which doesn't have a lot of cultural diversity. We have quite a bit. We have if you so go, much. I mean, compared to the United States, not even close. I think no, not to we don't have the same amount of immigration a long time ago. No, but we have <laughs> newfies on one side, PC yeah. on the other. Wildly different people. French in the middle, absolutely not even in Canada, effectively. Effectively not Canadian. Dude, my I was just out for dinner with like some family friends of ours. They're my friends too, but they were like my dad's friends. Anyways, they're older couple. They're like in their 60s. And she told me that because her family spoke English, wherever they lived in Quebec, in some hick town Quebec, fucking people threatened her family like English get out and like fucking like were Have like- Have we not talked about this before? We, I, I don't think so. We talked about your family a lot, but not really Quebec- I didn't. I couldn't believe, like in the sixties and seventies in Canada, people are giving death. Sixties and seventies now. Yeah. Now, still, they're doing it. That is, crazy. dude. They're so racist. <laughs> I. It's not race. I guess it's everyone that's not prejudice. you. Prejudice. It feels racist though, because they do look. Different. Racism is a form of prejudice. I know. There's religious prejudice. Sure. That's another one too. She was bigotry. They were Catholics, and they accused her of being Protestant when she wasn't because she spoke English, <laughs> and she speaks English with a thick French accent, by the way. So there was a, it was a weird, it was a weird. I was living on the border of uh, New Brunswick. Yeah, right on the Quebec border, literally over the bridge. Playing five minutes. Or what? Yeah, yeah. Five minutes over the border, you're in Quebec. So uh, my billet, English speaking dude. In his like fifties, race snowmobiles. He was like a guy's guy, beer drinking dude. Yeah, we got along good. His son is like some emo dork, who he might not have been a dork. I don't know. He's just wildly. He played hockey. Di- he didn't. Oh, he did not. Why were you billeting there? His dad liked hockey. His oh. dad played hockey, I think, and he wished his son played hockey. <laughs> so he would bring hockey players in. To show his son what a disappointment he is. It's kind of what it seemed like, to be honest with you. His son wasn't a bad guy. His son was also a good guy. He just didn't talk very often because, I don't know. Yeah. He's also, the weird thing is, that close to the French board, everyone spoke French. Mm-hmm. Half the hockey team, I literally couldn't understand them because they were fr- French first language. So even when they're speaking English, I was like, I don't know. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> literally. There's French and Newfies on, the, on that team because New Brunswick, obviously yeah. close to both. And I couldn't understand either of them when they spoke English. And I don't mean that in like a playful way. I mean, sincerely, trying as hard as I could, I had no idea what the fuck they're saying. Where are you to, boy? Because not, not only does do Newfies do that. What do they, you think that means, by the way? Where are you to? Where are you going? Yeah. No, like, what's up? Oh. That's what I thought it meant. Where are you going? I was like, work. But does it not? They're like, no. <laughs> it's like, what's up, dog? Yeah. Where are you to, boy? Where are you to? And I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here at work. <laughs> they're like, no, what, what's ha- what's up? <laughs> if people don't know, if, the ones that aren't in Canada, Newfies. Newfoundlanders. Yeah. People from Newfoundland, they, they're completely separated from the rest of Canadian society. For what reason? I don't really know because it's an island. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, But they're not far away from anything. Well, there's... Part of it's an island, and part of it's part of it's an island. Isn't the whole can. thing an island? No, there's Newfoundland and Labrador. Right. Well, I guess Labrador would be the Labrador. Mainland. Okay, but it's the province. 
And they turn one sentence into one word. So even if they spoke regular English, which they don't, <laughs> they don't. Effectively, they don't. They speak in all this slang that doesn't exist in the rest of Canada. So you don't know what they're saying. Because they say words that don't exist in our, in our culture, regular Canadians. So it was that and fucking French people. And holy fuck, I couldn't understand them. They don't give a fuck. They don't even try to like, they weren't even trying to like accommodate, you, you? accommodate you. Not at all. They don't give a shit. Because everyone else on my team spoke French. Yeah. So you, so what? So what'd you do? I, I was only there for a couple months. Oh yeah. I got traded. Did you have any friends? No. They just fucking talked weird and you were the weird guy? Yeah. <laughs> Fundamentally, yeah. I want to go out there. I've never been uh, further east than Quebec City. Oh, by the way, I love it out there. The people are dope. Mm-hmm. On the East Coast, but there's nothing to do. Some great comedy. You clubs. would love it. Great comedy clubs. Uh, they booze a lot. They oh, that's all they do. Fish. They do drunk outdoor sports, and then they do drunk indoor sports. As long as it's drunk, they do it. That's it. The only ones I met were like Newfie's rejects that went to the oil field. So it was like, <laughs> well, that's. I I bet you they're all pretty similar. Because <laughs> you know the average rig pig is its own. Species of person, yeah, up in Canada. Well, I'm pretty sure all doofies are the same. <laughs> They're all, they all talk like that, and they all drink a ton. And the place isn't that big, so there's not that much diversity there. I, I sincerely think that a lot of them are like that. It is crazy that they have it's their own like act like f- fucking language. Basically, it's they never lost their accent. From what? it's like French, dude. I can't remember. I think. It was explained to me once. Acadian? I heard they were like mostly French and then they kind yeah, of Yeah, it's French mixed with something else though. Some like <laughs> Irish immigrant. I, I don't even Probably. know if that's right, but it's something like that. It's two garbage languages where you're like, <laughs> Irish is a trash language too. Gaelic? You know, just I, Irish English. Irish English. Yeah, it's just garbage. It's the same as Newfie. It's no, just, you can't understand what the fuck they're it's saying. It's fun, either. man. Tree, turkey, tree bite. <laughs> oh yeah, so I'm in... I'm on the border, and there's two schools. Uh, I think they're both, I believe, in New in uh, New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. One of them could be in Quebec, but I think they're both in New Brunswick. Two schools not that far away from each other. And the schools were, there was two of them in close proximity because the town is effectively divided in two down the center. Mm-hmm. English side and French side. Not, big t- not a big place How either. How can you live like that? I think they love it. They talk shit about each other all the time. They're always at war. I think it's like being in war all the time. Feels great, probably. <sighs> then you get to go home to Netflix after. It's not like real war. You get to sleep in your bed, go home to Netflix, and then just be racist. I you like, you totally realize that like racism and prejudice and all those things are taught, not inherent, because it's like ingrained into your ch- like head. Like fuck those people. Specific ones are taught. Yeah, that's inherent biologically. What, what's inherent? Uh, picking enemies. Oh, yeah. Tribalism yeah. and yeah, tribalism. groups. Yeah. That's inherent. So it always happens. But the reasons are all, almost always arbitrary. But like, a bunch of... Yes. Those English yes. speakers. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Like, if, if you got down to it and everyone was exactly the same, it'd be families fighting against each other. It's like, makes no difference. It's the most different that you are for people, that that's what they choose. I can't imagine living in a town like that where it's like, I can't be friends with half the town. <laughs> it is actually like that though. That's fucking nuts. So the 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 son, I don't remember what the mom was like very well. I only remember the dad. The son was weird and I remember the dad raced snowmobiles and he took me to see him and shit. So it was kind of cool, but the um 
the the son went to he lived on the English side. Dad spoke English, didn't like French people. Yeah. Right? Which is you live across town from them. it's like fucking go somewhere else, dude. Yeah. Go anywhere else in Canada. I'm not leaving, they can leave. <laughs> and you're on the Quebec border. Like, what are you doing? And uh and the son, but he went to school in the French side. In the French school. Yeah. So he probably So there got was like conflict. Yeah, yeah. And uh and the dad wouldn't speak French, but he, the kid only mostly spoke French at home because yeah. he was at the French school. I don't really know. Like he did, he's a teenager, so I think he's doing to piss his dad off too. Yeah, don't really know. But the kid got suspended for a week. Forget this. Speaking English at lunch. What? Speaking English at lunch. The school suspended suspended him for a week. That is insane. That's not even legal. That's like. This happened like 10 years ago? Apparently, it's legal to do it in a classroom because they can say it's a learning thing. Mm-hmm. But during lunch, you're not allowed to enforce what, how someone... What kind of adult enforces that on a kid? Dude, French people are so scared of losing their whatever little culture they have. That's why they sound like... Apparently, they sound like old French from like uh, rural France now. That's hilarious. Because they preserve their culture so well. And they're so terrified of it. They're just... Super prejudiced to everyone that's not French. Isn't it hilarious how every every culture in the world goes back to whatever glory days that they had? <laughs> they're, they're still in Napoleon's fucking France, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, "We made, we invented." Lo-. Like Persians are talking about Cyrus the Great to this day. Like Italy's like, we had Rome. They're like, "You guys suck. You're a piece of shit now. You're on global welfare. Yeah, you're you're borrowing from all of Europe. You're not cool." It is the whole concept of taking identity from things you were born into that you did not accomplish or even add to. Yeah. If you added to it, to an empire, I can be like, I'm proud of it. I think it's like, I do think Western culture personally is better than the rest of the world. (laughs) I truly believe that for one specific reason, because we tolerate everything, but then also fight about it. Yeah. And I think it gets resolved that way. But that's just my opinion. I didn't, I didn't do it, Mm -hmm. you know? And I probably wouldn't think that if I was born somewhere else. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, pro- it, it's such an inherent bias, and I didn't even accomplish anything or add to it. So just to be like, fuck yeah, the West, <laughs> and then get in a fight over it is insane. Dude, this ties beautifully into the theme of our podcast, like religion. Mm-hmm. I think it was Dawkins who's like, isn't it funny how all the Christians are born in North America and all the <laughs> Hindus are born in India? Isn't that ironic? Like, don't, wouldn't you think there'd be some... If Hinduism was true or Christianity was true, there'd be Christian. Like, I know there's Christians in India, but for, for the most part, you just believe whatever everyone else believes next to you. Mm-hmm. And they do the same thing. They're like, Christianity, we're the best ever when because we spread whatever the fuck. And then uh, Muslims talk about the Islamic golden age. And the, it's just so, yeah, same point. Hearing, over those, again. hearing those, like, when you hear them for the first time, I imagine for a religious person that you just dismiss it, not you, because yeah. you were going the other way. But when I heard him for the first time as a blank slate, effectively, it was George Carlin, then Dawkins. Because yeah. I think he talked about Dawkins in one of his uh, specials. I'm pretty sure. It doesn't come to mind, but whatever. Well, then it, whatever. It was, then I'm thinking of something else. Doesn't but matter. It was him, and then I got there very quickly. Mm-hmm. And once you hear the obvious, bang, yeah. obvious point, bang, <laughs> you're like, holy shit, this is stupid. That's how I got so jacked up that I went and started yelling at my parents. <laughs> yeah. Do you believe in God? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Give me an answer. Uh, yeah, it's so it's crazy to think that I used to think that just because you don't. There's so much stuff you just like get told. and You're like, that's how it is. And then you don't really think you don't think about it. Your core beliefs 
very often when you're growing up, I guess. It's also did. not fair as a in your formative years when you when you're learning everything for the first time. Uh-huh. You can't second guess everything in your formative years. It take forever. So you have to just kind of accept it from authority figures and go from there. So you do that, and then you find out no one fucking knows anything. Like I said that about my grandma. She's I thought she was a I'm not saying she's dumb. Yeah. But she's not a fucking genius. Right? I don't know how smart she is. She's old. All old, old people are mostly dumber than they used to be. <laughs> That's just a fact. Yeah. And but at the time I was like, she knows everything. In my mind, she's like one of the wisest people that in my world. Yeah. And then once I started getting the ability to Google stuff, that changed the that changed everything. I she would just tell me things, and I would get in arguments. I said this already at school, yeah. and then come back and be so mad and Google it to prove myself right and find out I was wrong. And do that three times, and then you're like, I know nothing. Yeah, you do that three times, and you don't know anything anymore. Tina Marie talked about that same phenomenon on our Patreon episode where she's like, look, when I was growing up, your pastor was the smartest guy you knew. Mm-hmm. And he's the guy with all the books on the shelves and you just took his word for it because nobody else had the time or energy or even money to spend. Like, Imagine buying 200 books now. I mean, you can get books for cheap, but they, that's a lifetime of collecting bullshit books. And all the books are about one subject, right? Yeah. That's what Christians bugs me, bugs me so much. My mom reads only biblical stuff that's she lives in a world where she only reads the bible and books about the bible well it's the same reason why when this is what people's biggest problem in sports too is when you're trying to get better at something you only practice you generally tend to practice the stuff you're better at because it feels fun. good yeah it feels good to reaffirm what, what you already believe or prove that you're good at something yeah it doesn't feel good to fail over and over again or get your beliefs challenged so people just live in their own bubble that's why facebook's so fucking successful yeah people just telling me i'm right all the time as soon as like like 50-year-olds got into Facebook, they were all like, oh, just tell me what I want to hear, baby. I want to hear that Fox News channel, or I want to hear CNN, and I want that on loop. I've been in a Facebook war with uh, somebody, not uh, not Trey, but the other guys. We're still mentioning that, that guy's name. Uh, it's kind of off the map now. Yeah, I just didn't respond to the last like few things that he sent me because they're just it's hard, really hard to argue with crazy. But a different crazy guy, and he would just send me memes. I'd be like, what? Like, what's your proof? And then he'd send me a different meme. And you're like, that's a meme. What what part of that like, is true? Where did you even hear this? He's like, no, it's funny, though. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. You definitely, I can, you learn a lot kind of about the other side's arguments when you see what memes they think are funny. You know what I mean? Like, I go on Christian memes sometimes. And then you see, like, Christian memes, you're like, that would be funny if that were true. But that is insane. I don't have any good examples off the top of my head. I don't like memes. I like them. I know you do. I've never liked them. I don't know if it stems from I didn't used to like them. And then I liked them ironically. Like everything in my life. I liked them ironically to piss people off. And then I started to actually kind of like them. (laughs) (laughs) Like Caleb drinking coffee. That's a meme. Yeah. That is. Yeah. Just a troll. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty hilarious. But they're like... Let's stop saying like. But back in the day... If you want to sound smart... Don't say like, um, or ah. Uh. If you can eliminate um, those. Um, or ah uh, are impossible for me not to say. Yeah, if you can say. Like you, is possible for me not to say. It's near impossible. I've tried. I don't say it that often, but when I get myself in a couple back-to-back likes, yeah. you say like in a, in a, two likes in one sentence, you're like, oh, you fucking moron. <laughs> what the fuck is I talking about? Oh, I don't know. You being a fucking moron. No, you were talking about memes and how you don't like them. Oh, yeah. Because a friend of mine, he would do this. 
before memes were really popular, at least with and the old memes sucked. By the way, like why you no go to school? Like that fucking guy. I think like 4chan invented memes. Sure, I, you I, know who actually invented memes? I, I know this. Dawkins. No, but it was uh, Noam Chomsky. He didn't invent it, but he. Oh, the word meme came from Dawkins. I thought it came from Chomsky. No. Let's Google it. I can right now because I know this one. I thought it was Chomsky. Googling on a podcast is not exciting to listen to, so I sing a song <laughs> about it. But uh, my friend Kyle, well, you know, Kyle Patton. Yeah. He uh, he was a lot younger than me at the time. And this, the biggest difference is when you're like 19 versus 25. Yeah. Or I guess he was 21. I was 27. That's a huge difference. It's a way bigger difference than it is now. Mm-hmm. But so he's in this other world Just of memes. Just like dating. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to get them when they're a nice ripe 25 year old. Like, if I met Camilla when I was 20, that would be super weird. How much older are you? Seven years. Seven and a half years. What does it say? Dawkins? You threw it down like you were right, so. Evolutionary by... Honest, okay, you were right. I was wrong. It is Dawkins. But he would show people memes and go, look at this. And that was, that's how he picked up chicks. Mm-hmm. Is he just go, just search showing them memes? I mean, that's that's like... <laughs> In my mind, that's like getting someone to talk through an earpiece for you. You're not, you're, the memes are that's making the, the jokes for you. It was, it pissed me off so much watching him do this <laughs> that I, I, I developed a hatred for them. For memes or for, for Kyle? For memes. <laughs> I love Kyle. But. Uh, dude, that's like his tale as old as time reading somebody else's. That's why Hallmark is so successful. No I, one knows what to write in a fucking card. You can't you just, get blank cards. I love writing in cards. I know. I, most <clears> people don't though. And like reading chicks poetry, it's like the old, you didn't write the poems. Like the guy who's writing the poems never gets laid, but the person who's reading somebody else's poetry to somebody. No kidding. That's a good point. The guy writing the poetry doesn't get laid. That's why he's writing the poetry. <laughs> he's so fucking sad. <laughs> Fuck, man. That's a catch 22. My dad gave me a fucking Christmas card this year. Yeah. It's the most low effort gift I've ever seen from him. I was like, what? What is this? You gave me cash? You gave me cash like I'm fucking seven years old. That's nice. No, you can always use cash. Eh, fuck cash. I want. I want a gift. You were mad. Some thought behind it. Get, I buy yourself mad. something nice. I wasn't mad, but he, he wrote. Get this a hooker. <laughs> there we go. Send him pics. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks for the cocaine. Yeah. He uh, he wrote in the card, my father. <laughs> I I'm beginning to believe that he's never written in any of those cards his entire life, up until this point, and he wrote, "Thanks for coming over." <laughs> my father on Christmas. That's nice. Thanks for coming over, <laughs> dude. You say that to a person you barely know. Ah, yeah. oh, fuck. What am I gonna write? Thanks for coming over. <laughs> Not even love, dad. That's a great dad card. I think that'll go down in history. My dad once bought my mom for an anniversary present an electric drill. That doesn't, that's not true. That is true. Because, no, yeah, she no, wanted some not. stuff hung up around the house. And so instead of doing that, he's like, hey, I got you this drill so you can do it. Oh, my God. She, she was pissed. I think he had to buy her something else after. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Hey, can you hang some stuff? Can you do this work for me? No, but you can now. Yeah, is a that's a that's the biggest backhanded gift ever. I remember my mom talked. To my it was like a meme story for years. Like at dinner, she'd be like, "Guess what, Wesley bought me." It would come up. It's hilarious. I was almost like almost too young to get it. I was like eleven or twelve or something, and I was like, even I knew, and I was like, that that is not a thoughtful gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard to beat a a gift that also gives you work. Yeah. Work that you tried to give to the person that gave you that then gave you the gift. That's like one of those switch around cards in Uno. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Reverse card. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Do you remember what we read about last week? Yeah. What was that? The Jews were getting fucked by God. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Well, technically by the Babylonians, right? Yeah. And uh, so, you know, they took down all the altars, killed a bunch of people. Speaking about this, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Nothing about speaking nothing about this <laughs> is what I meant to say. Okay. Nothing about this. I said Jew just now. Yeah. And that came perfectly normal. Makes sense to me. I someone we were talking about you can't say Jap. Why? I don't know. I got told that was offensive the other day. Oh, it and is I was like, but how? Everything's offensive. It's how just short for that, Japanese. How, how is that offensive? It's offensive because it was used negatively very badly when? in World War II. Oh, and I the, feel like we're past that. And the after war years. I feel like you could be like, those Japs make great cars, and that's not even a little, doesn't even sound offensive. Super offensive. I just finished listening to, for like the 30th time, Dan Carlin's one on the Pacific War, and he's they're constantly writing about the Japs, and the Japs being savages, and this and that. And uh, he's always like, sorry, but this is the language from the time, and he, that's how he prefaces it. Oh, I heard uh, a racist thing about uh, people in Montreal in our, in our fucking country that i didn't even know what's that a racist term so apparently i don't know if this is true <laughs> any of it but apparently Listen french people are i'm kind of retarded are inherently poor than the rest of canada at least in those areas where they lived in quebec versus ontario kind of thing sure don't know if that's true that's what i was told so the poor the french people couldn't afford to drink coke so they drank pepsi so it's 25 cents cheaper I prefer uh, Pepsi. Me too. Me too. We're a Pepsi family. Cheap as fuck, apparently. <laughs> so they're so they all drink Pepsi because they're poor. It's like culturally. I guess it's like going to the ghetto. They all be drinking Pepsi. That, and that, this again is another hilarious. Like imagine actually caring enough to be like you Pepsi drinkers. Well, they call them they call them Pepsis. So it got yeah. shortened because they'll drink Pepsi. So Pepsis and then Peppers apparently is like a N word. That's hilarious. To to. Uh, Imagine Montreal French being people. offended by that. Imagine if somebody said that you're like, "Don't call me Pepper." Or what? What is it? Peppers. Peppers or Pepsi's. That's hilarious. It's so dumb. But I mean, a word doesn't mean anything unless there's context behind it. Yeah. So it sounds stupid to us. But yeah. maybe like people would call their parent, grandparents that when they beat the fuck out of them. I don't know. Yeah, if you just say <laughs> it with enough malice, Coke really won the whole branding thing. When it became like you ordered rum and Coke. No one orders fucking rum and Pepsi. Yeah, you can't even say it. Yeah. I want a Pepsi. It's not like they have two guns back there anyways. Yeah. I but I used to say Ryan Pepsi and they'd look at me like, what are you, stupid? <laughs> <laughs> like, actually, though, you get like, oh, you fucking loser. Is, is Pepsi it's okay? Not, yeah, it's Pepsi okay. <sighs> All right. Um, so, yeah. So, we're in the middle of that story. Um, the Lord did not turn away his fierce anger because of all the... Uh, evil that Masne had done to provoke it, and then 
Pharaoh invades and Babylonia invades. It's just bad times. Um, we're in Second Kings uh, 23, verse 36. Jehoiakim was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 11 years. His mother's name was Zebedah, daughter of Padiah. She was from Ruma. We already read this. Um, then we're going to skip up to 2 Kings 24, verse 8, because it's uh, the next king. And his name was Jehoachin. He was 18 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem three months. His mother's name was Nehushta, daughter of Elnathan. Elnathan? And she was from Jerusalem. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, just as father's done. Mm -hmm. Then we got to Nebuchadrezzar, right? (laughs) Chad. Yeah. Chad Chad. Beezer. Just call him Chad from now on. Okay. But I'm going to call him Nebuchad, just so everybody knows is on the same page. And uh, king of Babylon, he advanced on Jerusalem. Apparently, he besieged it for 13 years. But the historian who wrote that wrote it like 600 years after the fact. But I like to believe, imagine a 13-year siege where you grew up in a city and from the walls of the city, whenever you went up the stairs to just look, there's an army out there waiting to kill you. It's not even a siege. You just moved, you just built a town beside another town at that point. Kind of. But they're killing people and preventing you from having like, you know, going out of the city and getting fucking supplies and letters and stuff. How is that possible? How could you do that for 13 years and survive? Well, they, so that's a very good question. So a lot of ancient cities had like an outer rim of like, like, so they'd have walls around, let's say 20 square kilometers mm-hmm. and then they'd have an inner castle. So the, in those 20 kilometers, they could farm and whatever the fuck. Uh, and sometimes you, you would lose, but I don't know what, the, what it to be the case. It's actually pretty smart. They'd also have lots of grain stores and. I didn't know, think they had that much raw material back then to do that. They man, it is crazy. Some of the castles, like when you go to Jerusalem and you see like the actual like you know the Wailing Wall and stuff, mm-hmm. and you see the Romans. The Romans had engineers that would just destroy cities. They were destructive engineers, and you'd see these blocks are fucking thirty tons, massive. Like I would say the size of this room. Some of these blocks. What? Yeah, huge, massive stones. That Talking the, about like twenty by fifteen feet. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck. They got, I mean, they told me with the, these pulleys and levers and systems, but it still seems unbelievable to be able to do without cranes and modern day like bulldozers and shit. I, God knows. And they just, I, we talk about this all the time. They just threw slaves at it. Just people's yep. entire lives. It is funny when people compare like modern day structures, they get built in two years, Right. These epic structures that we can do now in two years. And then people look at old ones. And in their mind, they put the same timeline on it. And they go, how the fuck did they? No, that was three generations yeah. of people. Three kings construction three project. Three kings construction and 12 generations of slaves. Yeah. Just bashing them in the head till they're 25 and dead. And dude, sometimes they get completely destroyed and then rebuilt. You know, several times Jerusalem was burned to the ground. God, that would hurt. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Chad's there, Nebuchadnezzar. He besieges the city for 13 years. In the eighth year of the reign of the king of Babylon, he took Jehoiachin a prisoner. Remember this? The He takes the king prisoner, and this is fulfilling that prophecy from before where you're all going to be taken into exile, and you're gonna, your descendants will be eunuchs. I'm going to cut your dicks off. <laughs> um, Not me, though. 
Yeah, so that's what's just happened. So now Zedekiah was 21 when he became uh, king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 11 years. His mother's name was Hamudal, daughter of Jeremiah, and she was from Libna. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, of course, just as Jehoiakim had done. They're just like yada yadaing like what they're doing now. He was bad. Like when you get to the point where everyone's a piece of shit, he's like, yeah, he did it again. Yeah. Next guy did it again. And it's, yeah, so it was because of all the Lord's anger that this happened to Jerusalem and Judah, and he thrust them from his presence. So God's pissed off. Mm-hmm. This is this is it, dude. This is the final chapter in Second Kings. Yeah. it's This one's titled The Fall of Jerusalem. I was very hoping to get to this last week. So now Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. So in the ninth year of Zedekiah's reign, on the tenth day of the tenth monk, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, marched against Jerusalem with his whole army. He encamped outside the city and built siege works all around it. The city was kept under siege until the 11th year by King Zedekiah. Imagine growing up like a whole decade. Like there's there's children born that are like 11 years old that don't know anything but being under siege. That kind of feels like Israel now if if Palestine was a bigger threat. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? They kind of, I mean, the, how about the Palestines? They've been kind of under siege the whole time. You know what? That's a good point. That's definitely, it's like Palestine versus Israel. Yeah. I can't, what the fuck? That's crazy to me. It really is like, you hear like, like again. <laughs> you hear? <laughs> I'm dumb. Like, I guess I'm pretending I'm not dumb. There's a, you hear the conflicts and they act like, so it's like someone throwing a rock. And then they're blowing them up with a nuke. Yeah. But it's really like poor people getting the best weapons they possibly can, like rocket launchers and shit. But then then just having missile targeting system, defense and offense. So anything that gets shot is you go bang, bang, and then just fuck them up. For the most part, yeah. Yeah, and they drop a lot of bombs. And I I don't even know if someone's attacking you to what degree... Are you allowed to defend yourself? I don't know the answer to that. That's a, some moralistic conversation that I'm not prepared for. Yeah. But it seems... I'm not saying it seems wrong. It seems... It doesn't seem good like it's ever going to end either. No. It, it's generational... Like, somebody... How do you... How do you end... Dude, t- t- this is fucked up. Well, Palestine isn't a recognized country, so it can't even... They, no one can even leave. The only way this has ended in the past... Genocides. Genocides. Well, there, we had this... Con- We've talked about this, but yeah. there's that uh, documentary, the, the hot chick. I don't know if the, it's a fact that she's, she's a hot Jewish chick that went there to interview people or they got mm-hmm. a lot of answers out of it. Yeah. Probably, because good dudes will say a lot of shit. There's a hot chick involved. And yeah, the amount of people that in uh, in Israel that are just casually for genocide. They just casually say things like, it would just be so much easier if none of them ever existed. That is so fucking... And it's a casual thought. And you know what? Their lives would be easier if they did genocide a population. But they wouldn't like that happening to them. I mean, it's the thing. Yeah. Right? So then it's as soon as you open that window, there's a lot bigger. There's a lot bigger bullies on the playground if we're just allowing genocide hate or Israel. There's a lot of people that don't like you. <laughs> I don't know if we want to start open those floodgates where we're just allowing genocide. No, we uh, nobody's for genocide yes there are people okay for genocide. Yeah, yeah. i guess Plenty. There, i guess there are but that's that's sort of i, I guess it, the weird terrible thing to say out loud is that it is a feasible solution it's just horrible i was gonna say it's not a feasible solution do you think less people is. die would die in the long run that's god knows that's a very dan carlin was talking about this on the podcast i listened to today that he believes that the holocaust in 
Germany has prevented many genocides since. There still has been genocides since. Well, I was just about to say, I agree with that. Because it made it that possibility. so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that possibility. Like, they went so over the line that everyone that didn't even like Jews were like, like, whoa, guys, <laughs> that, whoa. Yeah, that's fucking... God damn, they're not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> even even anti-Semitic. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you guys. <laughs> so... They're in the city. The city was kept under siege until the 11th year by King Zedekiah. By the ninth day of the fourth month, the famine in the city had become so severe that there was no food for people to eat. This this is what I'm talking about. So they eat all their food, then they eat all their animals, and then the real starvation begins. And they eat... We'll read what happens. According to uh, something Pack or Park, that chick that uh, escaped North Korea, Mm -hmm. the shit people do in truly starving to death, even in modern day societies, is just animalistic. Yeah complete just cannibalism yeah you are reduced to that i've and, seen in the ukrainian uh you've seen you can see pictures of people selling their children butchered up oh that's so disgusting yeah and and it's not anyone's fault that the way she made it seem and other people that uh, spoke on this topic if they can't if they could historically i guess is that the smartest people go animalistically nuts. Like, there's nothing you could... It's not a rational conversation. No. It's... Your body knows it's dying and switches into complete... Yeah. Yeah. Lizard brain. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> okay, so... That's what's happening to them. It's, so the famine is so severe that there was no food... If I'm a Jew, though, I'm just... You know how the movie... Uh, uh, where they're on the... On the the world ended in like an ice age because of nuclear weapons, I think. And they're on that train that never ends. Yeah, Snowpiercer. We've Snow talked about it so many times. Did we? Yeah, like 20 times we've talked about this movie. Oh, well, that's stupid. But they have, you know, they ate the arms yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And like if I was just, if I was in the Jew camp, I'd just be slicing off noses. I think I could last a pretty good while. <laughs> <laughs> Beaks. Noses are gross. Have you ever eaten pig snout? No. It's pure cartilage. Does it ever get soft? I mean, Inedible. I've tried it. I've seen like the pig roast, you know, with the head and everything. So I've tried a piece. It's not good. It's like with a shark fin soup. Never tried that. That's super illegal. I know. But have you tried it? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me how I was like, I think it's the same thing. It's all cartilage. So I think you just have to you suck on the fin. Just chew it. Gross. Like, <laughs> and it's extra expensive. Yeah, because. Okay. So there's no food for the people to eat. Then the city wall was broken through and the whole army fled at night through the gate between the two walls near the king's garden. Though the Babylonians were surrounding the city, they fled toward Arba. Um, but the Babylon army, Babylonian army pursued the king and overtook him in the plains of Jericho. So they're starving. They get their walls breached. They like So you can assume they breached the walls. And now the next day is when the big battle is going to be. That we're okay. The final assault's coming, and the army just pieces out in the night. They're like, "Fuck this!" They just left it. God did it again. Yeah. God has done this once before. No, this is just the uh, you know the Jews being cowards in this case. They fl- the army flees the city. They try to like oh, the, escape. The army inside the defending army. I thought the uh, no. So you've bre- you've broken down the walls. Let's say you spent all day attacking and trying to break, and then you break down the walls. But then night comes, so you go back to your camp, and in, in the night. The whole Jewish army from inside the castle leaves through that hole in the wall. Yeah, or no, leaves through the back door. Where did basically. they go? So they fled They're towards under a, siege, though. They fled towards another city to I don't know make more like rally, defend another place, try to survive. 
But if they're under siege, how do you escape? Well, that's exactly kind of what happened. So they tried to run away a certain direction, and the Babylonians pr- pursued them. God, that is so cowardly. And killed them in the... Pl- and so it says right here, But the Babylonian, Babylonian army pursued the king and overtook him in the plains of Jericho. All of his soldiers were separated from him and scattered, and he was captured. So that's basically... When ancient armies uh, were massacred, it was almost always not during the battle. F- like the fight... Very, according to what I've read and heard, that few people died actually during the battle. It's when one side gave up or ran away or was like this every man from basically when you lost cohesion and you were like, I got to get out of here and you started to run. That's when people get cut down. So you'd see people get cut down for miles, kilometers and kilometers and kilometers, just corpses as they were getting like basically chased and killed. Yeah, that can't be the move. The move (laughs) has got to be just to take out as many people as you can as you're going down. Yeah, well, most pe- most armies eventually ran. It's very few, very rare, actually, for an army to actually fight to the death. It's got to be in your head. Knowing you're going to certain death has got to be pretty fucking difficult to do. So I'm not saying I could do it, but on a basic strategy level, th- th- to turn your back to a knife seems like a bad idea. Well, that, but most came. Uh, there's a book called On Killing, which I haven't read, but Dan Carlin references. <laughs> this, this is just like a retarded Dan Carlin podcast now, like a dumbed down version. But he talks about this Everybody book drink. called On uh, On Killing. And according to this guy, he's a United States Army lieutenant psychologist. And he studied, you know, most there's a lot of people in... Um, in the army who just like they don't they're non-combatants they just won't fire their weapon or they'll shoot it into the air most people don't want to kill like if you charge somebody with bayonets one side will run usually it's very rare to actually have hand-to-hand fighting it didn't happen i mean it happens it happens you you see hear about it and see it all the time but like the i'm reading um about napoleon and his they they were like famously like uh, char- like they charged with bayonets. Like the French were like fucking terrifying to everybody else because huh. they, they'd get right up in your face. Like they were very aggressive and they just assault and people would run. Like you don't, you got your one shot with your stupid musket, right? And then it's an, a minute reload and yeah. they're charging at you with bayonets. So you got, you got to be prepared to like stand your ground and fight or get like overwhelmed. And under pressure, that fucking gun is harder to load. And what if the two guys next to you both r- run away? So now you're prepared to fight to the death, but these two guys just ran away. Now you're going to die. Yeah. Now what do you do? Yeah. See, that's the kind of... Now do you run late? You're getting picked off first now if you run. That's what they say. Like Phobos, that's the god of fear. Phobos rules the battlefield is the expression. So like whoever runs first loses. So they're getting killed in the plains of Jericho. Um, The king gets captured. And then back to the Bible here. He was taken to the king of Babylon at Riblah where the sentence was pronounced on him. They killed the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes. Then they put out his eyes and bound him with bronze shackles and took him to Babylon. That is one of those psychological fucked up punishments where they killed his sons in front of him and then put his eyes out. So that's that's the the last last thing thing he he saw. saw. That's fucked up. Oh, Jesus. On the seventh day... They really liked... Like, if you you defeat an entire, whatever, territory if you want to call it, and you capture the king, that isn't for, that's not accomplishing anything. Propaganda. It's look at how powerful our king is. 
we take over other kings and kill them and put out their eyes and put their sons to death. Our I guess if word, sp- if word spreads to other places, you're going to get in conflicts with. I guess so, yeah. So they it seemed back then they did a lot more fucked up shit in battle. They do. <clears throat> yes. So that's Yeah. So on the seventh day of the fifth month in the 19th year of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar, commander of the Imperial Guard. Stormtrooper. <laughs> um, commander of the Imperial Guard, an official of the king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem. He set fire to the temple of the Lord, the royal palace, and all the houses in Jerusalem. Every important building he burned down. The whole... B- How do they burn down stone structures? I was just going to say that. I was literally going to say the same thing. How do they? I don't know. They don't, can't. No. They burn down all the wooden structures. I, there's got to be a lot of wood in the... Internally? I don't know. I mean, the fucking Notre Dame burned down, and it's like a stone fucking building. It's all the internal shit that's not made of stone. So I'm guessing if you like burn the inside, it'll weaken the the mortar and stuff that holds the stone together. We're yeah, dummies. Making it up. We're dummies. That sounds about right to me, though. Go with it. Go with that. Next time we're in a conversation about this, say that as fact. <laughs> yeah, according to my own podcast. The funny thing is now, once the fucking way the world works now, somebody says something and then somebody just says, this guy said it. And then all now it's fact. Now it's according to whatever. Like I wanted to do. I wanted to do this a long time ago. I still want to do it. I'm just too lazy. I want to put make my own website, Caleb Campbell Comedian, list a bunch of shit that I've never done on my website as that I've done it. Then go to Wikipedia and say, according to you know his website, Caleb's done all this shit that he's never done. And then now it's that's just the loop. And people then I have a reputation for you know for like I think Wikipedia twelve has, languages has more fact checking than that. No, if you go to their official website, I think of comedian Caleb I Campbell. I think it has more fact checking than that. I believe Wikipedia does. I'm going to be like a biblical expert that speaks fluent Greek. And that'll just say that. Because they can tell who's posting too. So if a long t- a multiple contributor is posting something, gets less scrutinized than if you go in there and post something for the first time. It actually, it signals someone if someone posts or edits something for the first time. Yeah, I don't know how it works. Do you ever edit Wikipedia? No, not once. It would be fun. I love when they get nice, like, good troll ones, like, in sports. and sh- Oh, my God. The fucking Falcons lost to the fucking Saints on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. So fucking brutal, dude. One of the Saints guys scored a touchdown and did the Dirty Bird fucking Falcons dance in our end zone. It was the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen. That's awesome. And nobody killed him. And I was so angry. It was What's last the game. Dirty Bird dance? Uh, there's a, a guy, Jamal Anderson, invented the Dirty Bird, and it's like, it goes so you put your I'm trying to describe dancing on a podcast right yeah. now. You pump your arm and then flap it out like a bird wing, you flump it and then you kind of just do this. And they it was like a thing for a while, the dirty bird. Okay. And that rules. Doing it in their face and winning the game. Yeah, if you do that and lose. It really well. sucked. It really fucking sucked. But the silver lining was so the Saints needed to win that game and then have LA uh win. And mm-hmm. the Niners beat LA in overtime, so they still didn't make the playoffs. Fucking nerds. Um, God, to- watching sports is dumb as hell. It's fun. It's fun. It, imagine taking it seriously. Imagine like I like actually was depressed, like Taz. I have, I have friends in Winnipeg that sincerely get ruins their week. Ruins their week. It's more of like a, a funny thing, thing to talk about. That I get, and it is entertaining. But to be like, these are my guys. This is my team. We've been working on this for five years. We, we've been us. we've been building up. Yeah. 
we, uh, we got young players. We've been working on them. I love we including yourself into the picture. Because you have. What did you do other you have, than buy a fucking jersey and watch it on TV? Yeah, because you paid 15 bucks a month for a sports pass. And criticizing them on their fucking. <laughs> I love that. The average people going, this coach has no fucking idea. Really? <laughs> no idea. God, he it's obvious. Is it? Is it? All right. Um, it's weird that they're paying him ten million bucks. They have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. Travis Green didn't know what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> there we go again. <laughs> um, so the whole Babylonian army under the commander of the Imperial Guard broke down the walls around Jerusalem. Nebuzaradan, Nebuzaradan, the commander of the pe- of the guard, carried into exile the people who remained in the city, along with the rest of the populace who had gone over to the king of Babylon. That's fucking nuts when you consider how the logistics of deporting an entire country to your country. Like, not only you're taking a whole people group out of their homes and moving them to your country. Like, think about the logistics. They all got to shit. They all got to eat. Even if they're slaves and you're not treating them well, that all that shit remains true. That's a good point. Still, still going to look like India. <laughs> so, uh, along with the rest of the populace, those who had gone over to the king, but the commander left behind some of the poorest people of the land to work the vineyards and fields. Dope. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So their life kind of got a lot better, but they will be probably yeah. under... Where's your crown king nothing? <laughs> They uh, they uh, they would have definitely left some Babylonian <laughs> officials there to just basically live be like rich overlords of the poorest people that were left. The Babylonians broke up the bronze pillars, the movable stands, and the bronze sea that were created of the uh, and the bronze sea that were at the temple of the Lord, and they carried the bronze to Babylon. They also took away the pots, shovels, wick trimmers. I'm glad that got in there. <laughs> Everyone knows it's hard to get your hands on a good wick trimmer. We got, hey, we took your, not only did we cut, take your king, kill his sons, and put out his eyes, we took your wick trimmers. Oh, no, don't take my ball shavers. <laughs> uh, the pots, shovels, wick trimmers, dishes, and all the bronze articles used in the temple service. The commander of the Imperial Guard it, took away. It is crazy how many things were, like, so hard to come by and so prized. As a possession in your house that now you can get I- Ikea for $10. Yeah. Wick trimmers. I mean, were those like scissors? I don't know what it is. Shears? No idea what a wick trimmer is. But I mean, like, even dishes were expensive. Yeah. And, like, if you broke one, it was a bitch to re- get it replaced. Getting li- a matching set back I like then? what Japan do- does or used to do. What's that? They might still do it, traditionally speaking. But their old expensive china, if it broke, they'd repair it with gold. No way. So, like, all the cracks in it are are filled That's and very cool. Gold. It looks unbelievably cool. It looks cooler like that. There's like a story that would behind it. Be so every... tedious to fucking reconstruct a plate. Well, if it's like a chunk breaks out, like last year, I don't think if it shatters. Yeah. They yeah. do that very often. Yeah. That'd but be if, a lot of gold too. Yeah. But if like a triangle piece, you know, you knock yeah. whatever a chunk off a plate, they will, they'll reattach it with gold and it looks unfucking real. Get me a set of that. That'd be a good. Uh, that shit's probably cost like a hundred thousand dollars a plate. That's what I want for my birthday. <laughs> yeah. Um, the commander of the Imperial Guard took away the censers and sprinkling bowls, all that were made of pure gold and silver. The bronze from the two pillars. This is just kind of showing how wealthy you know. <clears throat> Like, you put all your best shit in the temples for some reason, either the palace or the temples. God loves it. God loves it. 
And this is all the stuff they're, they're basically taking from God. And which is kind of weird because remember God's letting the Babylonians punish Israel by taking all his stuff. Yeah. But remember, God can't use this stuff. So really all he wants is you to not have it. So he doesn't care if you're, if his enemies have it, I mean, as long as you don't have it. It's sad when the priests ate the offerings, they were eating it for God. Like they're eating it as if they were God. Like it's like, like they eat it and God gets pleasure out of them eating it. He gets satiated. Yeah. Imagine if he just got the positive sensations without having to like, you know, the positive feeling you get from a delicious meal, yeah. bite for bite, but never isn't capable of eating food. What if it's just a, what if earth is just a surrogate sensory system for him? It's that possible. He gets, gets he actually feel feelings that were impossible for him to feel without the surrogate universe and earth he created. That is an interesting, that would be, I think that would make some interesting lore. I think that you should start, you should write a book on that and from a Christian perspective and force that into the <laughs> force that world force that put it into the like you, yeah you that, gotta speak of it like it's tr- obviously yeah true. the bible universe yeah and then you you could definitely find verses in the it's bible gonna make all to the, back that up it's gonna make all the raping pretty uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> the bronze from all t- that gay sex is like oh <laughs> That's why he hates it so much. Every time you fuck somebody in the ass, he's like, ah! He's like, why does that feel so good? He feels both the dick and the ass. He you gets what? both. What, hap- what was happening is Sodom and Gomorrah, they're hitting it too hard. They're going yeah. after it there. They're trying some weird shit. He's just like farting uncontrollably, shitting his pants. Well, like regular gay sex, he's like, this feels pretty good. <laughs> that, that little thing that uh, you guys grew in your ass. The prostate that I put there, that I put there, right? That feels good. That was a good move on my part. Now this fucking anal blossom shit you guys are doing, <laughs> the anal blossoms, it's too much, it's too much, and it's unceasing. Who likes pain that much? God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The bronze from the two pillars, the sea, the movable stands which Solomon had made for the temple of the Lord was more than could be weighed. That's an interesting. That's an. Considering how much they've weighed stuff before, it was more than they could be weighed. They're like, we don't have counterweights. I, I don't know how they weighed stuff. They've, I think they've said absolutely. Yeah, it, like it'd be with counterweights, ten which, tons. That's probably just hyperbole. But they're the, eyeballing everything back then. They're not weighing shit. If it's over fifty pounds, they're not weighing it. Come on, no way. Yes way. They would have to know. They, they man, they talk about. What do you think the limit is? Because you have to have precise counterweights or. Or a system doesn't exist. Well, that was actually a problem for everywhere of every country having different measurements and weights. And they, in the Bible, they use cubits and spans. And the span was from the tip of your fingers to the bottom of your forearm. You're like, obvious problem. What the People are different fucking arm lengths. Yeah. So it was the king's forearm. Midgets are just getting fucked. It, the king's forearm was the fucking unit of measurement. Mm-hmm. Kings change every fucking 5, 10, 30 years. Imagine trying to be a construction worker in that environment. That'd be and tough. trading with your neighbors, they have different weights and shit. So you'd have to fucking I don't know how they got around it. Like you're working on someone else's house, you're like, who the fuck built this? <laughs> Everything is like half a foot off. Oh, it's it's Tiny Arms Gym over there. <laughs> but <laughs> they have T Rex Arms Gym. They have don't they still have in some vault somewhere the perfect kilogram and yeah. that type of thing? Because there isn't really... No, it's that's the one. That is the one. And now everything else is based off that. Yeah. Um. Each pillar was 20... So it weighed... Sorry. 
the bronze. Does from one the electron have the same weight as oh. another electron? I have no idea. Once you get down to like micros, we're way too dumb to get to without like Googling on a single something. atom level. I was gonna say it's probably different for different elements, but then I realized that electrons. <laughs> so, so I don't know anything. Me neither. But if they are the same, then you could base it off that. If you could scale it up, then you could have an actual organic unit of measurement. Everything else is made up. Yeah, that would be really practical for the people in Bible times going off. I'm just saying now, even because even now we're made up. It's made up. We're like that's a kilogram. That's the one. Yeah. So we did that, and now it's what it is. Mm-hmm. Same with like time. We just decided. No, it's based zero. on revolutions of the Earth and the Sun. No, but I mean, like the year 20, 2022. Oh, we just decided to no, start counting. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. So, it's yeah, a good a time as any, really. The yeah, the temple. So the so the bronze pillars uh, was more than could be weighed. What more significant event would you like to measure time by? I mean, let's go with like the first extinction event. Yeah, that's good. I would do it after nine eleven. Nine eleven. That be <laughs> that's the new time. That's the first. Yeah. That's zero. That's zero. Zero hour. Nine eleven. Dude, so this pillar was more than it could be weighed. Each pillar was twenty seven feet high. They know how high it is. <laughs> that's not even high enough to be unable to be weighed in my mind, compared to all the other shit. Twenty seven uh eighteen cubits or eight point one meters. Okay. They so, can't weigh it. Fine. The big. It's real fucking big and heavy. Bronze capital on the top of one pillar was four and a half feet high that's 1.3 meters and was decorated with network of pomegranates and bronze all around the other pillar with its network was similar they spend more time describing these fucking pillars than they do like entire king's reigns yeah and also what they did to go against god <laughs> yeah. they just went yeah he did it again but and then they, they're like the witch you should have seen these fucking pillars they tore down Beautiful. Couldn't weigh so it. So heavy, couldn't even weigh it. Believe that fucking shit. <laughs> the command, the commander of the guard took as prisoners, Saria, the chief priest, Zephaniah, the priest next in rank, and three of the doorkeepers. Of those still in the city, he took the officer in charge of the fighting men and five royal advisors. He also took the secretary, who is the chief officer in charge of conscripting the people of the land and 60 of his men who were found in the city. Nebuzaradan, the commander, took them all and brought them to the king of Babylon at Riblah. There at Riblah, in the land of Hamath, the king had them executed. So he takes them all the way there and then fucking kills them in a big display for... Pro- I mean, probably. That's how it Oh, yeah. Be. People were cheering. They love that. Yeah. That's, that's a movie back then. They didn't have movies or TV. They just had... Public execution. Public executions. They're like, we got to go watch this. Got to bring the whole family, get some popcorn. You watch a guy struggle with his last breaths, and you're like, that's good entertainment. I can't stop <laughs> myself, but Dan Carlin has a podcast up called Pain Fontainment. It's four hours on that exact topic, and it's public executions throughout history, all the way up into lynchings in the South. Like, it's fucked up. It's one. Of, it's the one I've listened to the least because it's so hard to listen to what they did to people, and people would go to watch all the time. And his premise is if they had, if somewhere, some country was doing live public executions, how many people do you think would watch? So many. They, they did it for uh, yeah. Saddam Hussein. Yeah, I know. It's like, and so that's, uh, Tate. People love it. Extrapolate from that what you will. Watching people, we could roughly gauge how many subscribers or watch people die on Reddit. Uh, I go there. 
<laughs> yeah, there's like millions. I think it's taken off of Reddit now. Is it? Yeah, it is. Why are they muting the internet? It's dumb. I hate it. Let it's out Let there. Let it go. Yeah. Let it go full red. Morbid reality is the one with the, I think the most deaths on it now. I don't like that one. I don't like any of those. They're very depressing. I've and never I should probably watch people just... die. I went to like once or twice. Second time, just be like, is it still that fucked up? And I, I couldn't click any of the videos because you can see in the thumbnail the people dying and yeah. shit. I mostly went for the comments and like the stories. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I read Playboy for the articles. <laughs> okay. Um. So Judah went into captivity away from her land. Judah's the whole country. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, appointed Gedelia, the son of Ahakim, the son of Shaphan, to be over the people he had left behind in Judah. When all the armies, when all the army officers and their men heard that the king of Babylon had appointed Gedaliah as governor, they came to Ged Gedaliah at Mizpah. Ishmael, son of Nathania, I'm sorry, guys. Johanan, son of Kara, Saria, son of Tahumaneth, and Netophat. <laughs> Dude, try and read that one. Son of, where am I looking here? Just oh. go, try the whole paragraph. Indulge me. Ishmael, son of Nathania. Johan, son of Kara. Sariah, son of Tehumeth. The Nephathite. What the fuck is that? Netophathite. That's the one I tried. Netophathite. What a stupid fucking word. Comma. I have to say that because I. You might think it's the same fucking word. Jezania, the son of Ma-Kathite, because there's two A's in there, and their men, Gedaliah, took the oath to reassure them and their men. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> Get someone to read that in a speed reading contest. Do not be afraid. That's a good TikTok. You just try to read that and then go, do it. Yeah, your turn. <laughs> Okay, well, I mean, I don't have TikTok. I don't know, it's a good TikTok. I was just kind of saying stuff. I was going to say, oh, maybe we'll get on TikTokers <laughs> now. That's what the kids are doing. I thought about going on TikTok, and I have some good ideas, I think, but I just don't know. I can't stomach doing it yet. I can't support the I Chinese. can't pull the trigger. Get it? Yeah, so he took an oath to reassure them and their men. Do not be afraid of the Babylonian officials, he said. Settle down in the land and serve the king of Babylon, and it will go well with you. In the seven, seventh month, however, Ishmael, son of Nathaniah, son of Elishama, who was of royal blood, came with ten men and assassinated Gedaliah, along with the men of Judah and the Babylonians, who were there with him at Mizpah. At this, all the people from the least to the greatest, together with the army officers, fled for Egypt for fear of the Babylonians. So... Um, they they basically de they kill the fucking army. They deport almost everybody to Babylon to be slaves in Babylon, just mm -hmm. like God said it would, fulfilling the prophecy. I I get so triggered by <laughs> reading this book and be like, they you see, just like God said. It's like this was all written after the fact, you idiots. Um, it is great though. So to write something down, like a prediction after the fact and go, fucking told you, fucking told that you. rules. <laughs> It's like predicting the lottery the day later and then going, fucking knew it. And then why aren't you rich? 
right? It's yeah. like God loves us. Like this is going to happen. This is why what we need to do. Well, how come you're always dying? If God loves you and He's all, you're His favorite people, God. why are you always dying? Because we have free will and we did things to piss off God. That's it's like if you always know the lottery number, how come you're poor, dude? A real world example. Remember when um, you know th- that. January 6th nonsense was going on last year and it was like kind no. of the, people keep referencing it what is it that's the when they stormed the capitol building and like that was January 6th yeah Joe's birthday okay but the point is I don't give a shit about that but my my mom was friends with a prophet who was claiming that New York was going to get nuked and there would be an invasion <laughs> from the east from the Russians and the west from the Chinese a literal land invasion and he was saying this. We talked about this on the podcast. Okay, yeah, I think I remember. And he picked a date and everything, and it didn't happen. Then they said, because we prayed so hard, we prevented it. Yeah. That's the kind of shit that they it's do. Beautiful. Yeah. Also, Russia and the Chinese, what year is this? 2021, <laughs> dude. That's when they thought it. We're getting land invasions, not drones. All those fucking things that people uh, keep on seeing as UFOs are for sure just Chinese drones or Russian drones. For the most part. Because you know how fast drones are? Like, the commercial drones that people are souping up on YouTube and stuff? The, yeah, the best ones. Got, like, like, it militant. went from here to here in almost instantaneously. I'm like, yeah, that's every drone I've seen. Have you seen drone racing? Yes. Isn't that shit cool? I saw it like 10 years ago. It's probably way cooler now, it's, even. Man, it's very cool. So the camera's on the drone, and they fly through, like, a course in a stadium. So it's like it's kind of like uh, like Star Fox. Yeah, they're, they're it's like kind of like all pod these racing. Yeah. You get they, first person. The sh- the ter- the, you feel like you're in this thing, flying around this thing. If you get really stoned, if you drink like half a bottle of weed oil like I do and watch those <laughs> things, I feel like I'm a drone pilot. It's pretty rad. Have you ever wanted to get one? No. I suck at remote. I remember the la- I wanted a remote control truck for the longest time, and mm-hmm. I got one, and it was so frustrating to try and drive. I was bad at it. And like the thing, you know, you just kept driving it into fucking walls, and I was like, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> Fuck this thing. I played with it for like one time. Really? Yeah. As a kid, I fucking loved RC cars. Remember when they, when did it stop being called a quadcopter and start being called a drone? I don't know. When they started bombing people with them? Maybe. Because when they came out, they were quadcopters. The drones that they used to bomb people aren't quadcopter style though. They're like tiny planes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. They're like two meters in length. They have to be able to carry bombs. I heard Elon Musk talking about this, about how, because they were talking about engineered robots. Or no, it wasn't. It was Lex Friedman. But maybe it was him talking to Elon Musk. Yeah. So they were talking about how the scariest ones are the one that look like a dog or a human because people like equate that to like Terminator movies. And yeah. maybe it looks more biological, so it's therefore scary. Like quadcopters can move almost instantaneously in every direction. Yeah. That's the scary thing. Mm-hmm. When it can zip in and zip out and bomb a whole place and you didn't even know it was there. Especially with the like the way that they can work in unison. Have you seen those drones like do like, I don't know, visual yeah, art shit. or whatever? Uh-huh. But imagine that train for war. They are doing that. Yeah, I know. It's you know, they're fucking doing, terrifying. You know they're, the United States is now actively participating in AI uh, warfare. In perfect de- developing AI warfare, perfect, and they they publicly said, which a lot of people agree that it should never, we should that's a cat that shouldn't be out of the bag. Mm-hmm. But the Chinese are doing it, so, so we have to do it. We have to do it because we have to learn how to prevent it. We're so fucked. I just well, like if that's the line, let's just be bombed by the Chinese. <laughs> yeah, you know, if that's the line, I don't want AI yeah. robots 
capable. Dude, they, they had the those thing. discussions back when in the nuclear era in the Cold War. It's like, so, so let's say we actually do get nuked by Russia. Mm-hmm. Is it ethical to strike back or do you just fucking get like, how does that help nuking them back? I mean, here's the question. How much, how much survived the nuke on our side? So they nuked New York and now should we nuke Moscow? What is to be gained Either by nuking Moscow? Either we nuke Moscow? the entire fucking country yeah, see, or, or do nothing. See, that's terrifying. That's, yeah. that's what it immediately goes to, right? We have to. Because if they have more nukes, then you're getting nuked again. Yeah. That's it. So it's either you accept your fate and we all start speaking Russian. So, but that's what I mean. You just said so much. Like, why yeah. don't, if that's the line, let's just lose. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> because the line isn't, you're not losing to the Chinese in AI. You're losing to AI at the end. That's worse than the Chinese. I'll start, I'll start fucking sewing my eyelids up. I got a great book for you. <laughs> what? It's called Robopocalypse. It's about AI trying to take over the world or like ch- robots taking over the world. It's pretty, it's a, like a realistic quote unquote, you know, take I think on it, it. I think it's a lot. I would probably like that. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I think it's a lot harder than a lot of people within the AI space are saying to get to actual AI autonomous, meaning computers creating their own stuff. Mm-hmm. That's better than what we can create. Like matrix level machines, like going around making all those. Even like lower level, even automated driving that's truly AI. They're not even close, by the way, to true AI driving. It's learned behavior and map and Mm -hmm. mapping is what they're doing. So it's, it's not AI. It's not thinking and processing. It's changing based on probability and learned behavior from all the data they've collected Mm -hmm. and all the sensors and cameras on the car. That's not AI. It's not AI at all. There's a little bit of computer technology processing that information, but it's not even close to AI. So the first thing that's going to happen is automated cars. What, some, what is AI? True AI is thinking for itself. It can develop something without human input. So it, no human input. That's that's I'm, AI. I'm struggling to find the difference between. I guess we put the we inputs. we built the parameters for the inputs. How could you build anything without the inputs? The like uh, you would build it, and, and then, it would start creating its own. Okay. Its own its own parameters for what it was doing. And that and when any could, We're not we're not we're creating all the parameters and letting it filter the information. That's what we're doing right now. That's it. Mm-hmm. Built everything including all the all the parameters within the code that tells it what it can and can't do and how to process it and then it just does the job efficiently essentially. Like when it's learning chess AI, mm-hmm. it's not strategizing. No, it's just pl- It's running trillions of games. Mm-hmm. And seeing what worked more often than not, it doesn't know strategy. Oh man, Leela just beat uh, Stockfish in a King's Indian game. That are, was are those sp- two computers? Yeah, yeah. I watch I watch ro- robots play chess against each other. Well, they're better. I know. So it's very instructive. They do weird shit that you can't even understand. It's happening right now in poker too, where some guys are running software. I'm not. It costs a lot of money and whatever. I hate poker now, but. <laughs> I'm just going to go till I can't play, can't compete anymore. That's it. I'm not doing any of the new stuff. I'm an old man in poker. I completely am doing nothing new. I refuse to learn anything new. And, but and pe- I'm losing a lot of money. Well, no, I'm just not making as much. No. Fuck it. Do you just play on lower stakes games or what? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so they, at the top end, they have guys running, uh, they call them solvers. And it's effectively the same exact thing as chess. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Poker is much, much more complicated to code for because that has hidden information. Mm-hmm. So 
it's kind of relatively new the last five years it's only existed in poker but there's weird things where they'll get the like be bluffing three streets with like queen high the uh, guy will all, go all in and you should fold that 100% of the time in current logic and it'll be like call and you're like how how is that profitable to call even if he has the straight draw yeah he has to have it 30 something percent of the time that exact hand for that to be profitable and it pro- and it it is better they're better at it yeah. so that could be a, a mistake it's making but it's probably not it's probably not a mistake I, you've kind of like I don't really understand, so it, I, that's not that crazy to me. Okay, I, it is. It's like, well, when you're bluff, essentially you got to the river with a complete bluff, yeah. meaning you have no equity at the end. You're, meaning you have, you were completely bluffing, so you have no chance of winning. Okay. So you bet the river as a bluff. It goes The person goes all in. Yeah. You can't possibly call because you had no equity, which is why you're bluffing in the first place. So you would lo- you lose? The AI loses or or you win on your queen high? The AI thinks it's more profitable that they are also the more probable that they are also bluffing or had missed lower cards some kind of draw that had no pair. There's profit it's more probable that you should call that they have that than versus they have any hand whatsoever. <laughs> and you're like, how could they do that? They called three times. Yeah. They called twice to check each other. They can't have nothing. And and yeah, you win. <laughs> and then you're like, what the fuck is going on? That's according to I to other people, yeah. by the way. It doesn't happen constantly, but like they say, they do shit like that. And you're like, I love the idea of two robots just out bluffing each other and then calling. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's nuts. Okay. We got one paragraph to read and then we yeah. can talk about whatever we Let's want. Um, so, so remember the, yeah. So this guy assassinates the governor left behind by Babylon and then everyone else all the other Jews that are left there, the poor people that were supposed to just yep. work the land, mm-hmm. they're like, fuck this, because the Babylonians are going to come back and kill us big time as reprisals for killing this governor. So they flee to Egypt. They killed somebody? Or yeah. who killed the go- a governor? The Jews um, killed a governor? Yeah, the uh, Ishmael, son of Nathaniah, son of Elisha, who was of royal blood, so some distant relative oh, of the king. they killed royal douche. No, he kills the the ga- Babylonian governor, Galadea or whatever. Gal- Ged... <clears throat> Gedalia, Jesus okay. Christ! I'm I've not said that the same two times on this nope. podcast. Well, we don't even worry about it. <laughs> it's the last time we so said the, it is how it's pronounced. So the king's descendant kills that guy, and yeah. then all the rest of the Jews left there are like, "We're going to Egypt because I don't want to be here when the we're the ones getting up. punished." Yeah, yeah. So how did they escape if they had guards watching them and shit? Uh, that's just what it says. At 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 this, all the people from the least to the greatest, together with the army officers, fled to Egypt for fear of the Babylonians. In the 37th year of the exile of Je- Jehoiachin, king of Judah, that's the guy from the last chapter, in the year oh. of evil Muradak, he became king of Babylon. He released Jehoiachin from prison on the 27th day of the 27th month, of the 12th, sorry, of the 12th month, he spoke kindly to him and gave him a seat of honor higher than those of the other kings who were with him in Babylon. So Jehoiachin put aside his prison clothes for the rest of his life and ate regularly at the king's table. Day by day, the king gave Jehoiachin a regular allowance as long as he lived. Why? So, I don't know what why that's included or what that even means, <laughs> considering that God was supposed to punish him forever. So remember, there's Israel and Judah. Judah's in the north. First, they came and attacked Jerusalem and Israel. Then they went and attacked Judah. Mm-hmm. And they took the, the king. And there's the king of Israel and the king of Judah. And the king yeah. of 
Zedekiah of Judah got his eyes put out and his son killed. This guy just got put in prison till the current king died. And the next king was like, you know what? I kind of like that Jewish guy. Come have dinner with me. Here, here's an allowance. You you don't get to go home, but I'm going to put you at the best seat at the table and you can hang out here. That's crazy. It is kind of crazy. Now, now we're bros. I just thought of this. It could be um, a gesture. So they've got all those... Um, Jewish people living in Babylon now, yep. most likely slaves for the most part. But they would have been, um, I mean, famously, I don't know if this is true, but the Jews certainly have the reputation of being what, like more literate than most societies. Oh, yeah. So that they would, would make sense. So he's got... It has some value. Yes. And so all these Jewish people living in the country, he's like, maybe he takes their king out of prison, treats him well. And so they, because the Jews famously do not assimilate, right? Yes. They stay the, the, themselves. This mm-hmm. is going to be an ongoing trend. Daniel is gets taken to Babylon and won't stop praying. Even when it's a, a the king declares, you have to, you can't pray to your God. Keeps praying, throws him in the lion's den. It's a great story. Um, we're going to get there in several years. <laughs> Uh, you know what? We're putting as much study and thought into this as was intended. This wasn't meant to be read in one day and skimmed over. Yeah. You have to take every minute detail and stretch it out. And be- I truly beat believe it this up. was like a two-year project when I started. We're now two and a half years in and like... I thought it was three. <laughs> and we're not even close. Not even close. Uh, but that brings us to the end of the book of Second Kings. That's it. That's the end of the book. Now, next week on the podcast, we will start First Chronicles. Whoa, dude. Yeah. 420. First font. You want to read First Chronicles no, 420? I don't. Okay, I do. I'll take it back. The sons of Shimon, Ammon, Rina, Benhan, and Tilon, the descendants of Ishi, Zoheth, and Ben Shoheth. That's First Chronicles 420. Dude, I'd smoke that. <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> he talks about that before. Well, Kyle, did you learn anything today? No. Of course not. I did not. learn something this week, though. What'd you learn this week? Don't let your chick cut your hair just because she says she can. Oh, I thought you did. I, th- I it's an okay haircut. It's a little. Uh, oh no, it's pretty bad. It's actually, pretty bad. There you go. I didn't actually look. Give it's it really a- lopsided. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little completely different on each side. Are you gonna shave your head or what? I don't know yet. I don't know. Hey, who's gonna fix it? Put a bowl on top. <laughs> it's pretty. It might as well be. Oh. I was like, she kept on wanting to keep going on top. I was like, no, you're done. This is. <laughs> Only going to get worse. There's no way it's getting better. You stopped her? Uh, near the end. Well, not the top. I was was like, she Don't. sober when she did this? Yeah. she looked. That looks like a drunk person cut your hair. It looks awful. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to tell someone my fucking nephew did it. Because it's more embarrassing. I let person my, I'm having sex with cut my hair. I let my sister paint my nails. <clears throat> and I didn't really want to have finger... Uh, like paint on my nails so i let her use like the clear acrylic whatever because mm-hmm. i thought that'd be less noticeable and i had shiny nails <laughs> yeah. for like a month you could remove it i did something called nail polish remover yeah not in my world you love the story though i bet uh i mostly just having did. the shiny nails yeah and it was uh yeah it's about going one black pinky black fingernail paint yeah but like one too edgy man one black on your pinky do we get any emails this pen week, from Kyle? pen and teller does it I can't remember why. It just looks like you slammed your finger in the door. It does. If you have one. Just go all the way emo. Do we get any emails this week, Kyle? No, the, the listeners hate you, dude. They're breaking up with you. They asked me to tell you. Does anyone they want even their, listen to this They want all their stuff. That, yeah. <laughs> no one wants to email. <laughs> well, I think that brings us to the end of the podcast. Yes. Send your emails. He's He's a man begging on his hands and knees right now. 
Um, tell us what you thought of Second Kings, and if you. We should ask a fucking legitimately fun question instead of just going email us and press us. Because every well, time no, we do that, they send some bullshit email that fucking sucks, and then we make fun of them. And you know what? That's fun for me. I truly is. I more want to know, like, if you have questions about the subject material, ask me. Like, if you think, why the fuck? questions about the subject material? I don't know. Like, why the fuck did they let that guy out of prison? We talked about it a little bit, but maybe I could study it some more. Who oh, knows? Okay. Not like a like, funny answer. Are you, sure not gonna, are you sure we're not going to dismiss it and give a funny answer? Oh, well, send your dreams. Remember when we were doing that? Yeah, those are fun. Send your dreams. <laughs> I remember one of them we shit on as being fake, which apparently wasn't. Well, yeah, we're we're we've reformed. Twenty twenty two. I'm not reformed. Is the I'm year make fun of everything you send in? It's the year of us being nice. No. I this is I've evolved. We keep evolving, human being. I think this is about the nicest I'm going to get. I think. In my RPG stats, I've leveled up my niceness as much as I possibly can. Did at you this point. make any res- resolutions for this year? Don't believe in it. Why pick that time of the year? Just fucking do it. Yeah, you Pussy. should. But just do it. I did. Did you? I got. Ew, ju- you don't seem like a resolution guy. Well, to me. no, I just not really a resolution. I I got a jujitsu membership for Christmas, and I resolve I want to before the year's end to get a belt, just like one whatever the you first belt is. Yeah, the first belt. Whatever the one they it is. just give you? No, not the white belts. No. The, well, it's the white one belt, you earn. first stripe. Okay, so, so whatever you earn. Mm-hmm. How long? I No. How long does it take to earn a stripe? I feel like that's easy. No. If, you, if you're if you not at a McDojo, should you remember with that term? Uh, I know what you mean, but I've never heard it before. It's ones that just pop up all over the place like McDonald's and have no real... Yeah, and they just... You go there long enough, you pay them enough money, they give you the belt. There's not a lot of them in Kelowna. There's a few McDojos in Kelowna, but most of... There's a legit jiu-jitsu scene here, yeah. and they're pretty fucking intense which one did you get alliance there's a guy that comes into my coffee shop he's this huge dude with big cauliflower ears and i was like how'd your ears get like that i know you do something he's like a russell uh jiu and i was like <laughs> what gym and he's like alliance it's awesome and he was like really nice and then i was like that's what i want membership so i got that that's awesome but covid's shut it down till whenever it's gonna open again but yeah started started training did a, did a little jog so i know I know one. You probably. I'll we'll talk about it after. Yeah. But uh, I went to a fucking gym. All the gyms are shut down, but I found a gym to go to. Went for the first time today. Nice. Today feels good. You found Back it. Back at it. What does that mean? You found through, like, so, through a friend. So you got like some illegal gym. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yes, I do. <laughs> Dude, fuck this shit. Speakeasy. It's just so gay. I, I agree, but it's just hilarious that that's what it is now. Like you, literally, you, you got speakeasy gyms. It's illegal That's to exactly exercise. That's exactly actually what it is. <laughs> you can eat dinner. Some guy's fucking basement. Uh, Don't I, fucking I can't say it. where. Can't That's say just where. funny though. Yeah, I know a guy that's got heavy shit. We can pick up and put down. Yeah, actually though, <laughs> that's it. How heavy is it? It couldn't be measured. Unmeasurable. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it have numbers written on? Don't worry about that.
were their second nature. Yeah. 